0: Lot of areas of decline in the city of Pittsburgh sign that says "Keep out you just assume like, oh that's not a place for me to go. A lot of the Greenways have essentially become dumping grounds. Hello, hello,
1: hello. Here we are journeying through health and wellness. My name is Dr. Elizabeth horansky back. I am so excited on behalf of the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus here in Southwestern Pennsylvania to be interviewing today, Tiffany Tolton. She is one amazing lady. I've known Tiffany for many years. We've crossed paths so many times at many different um, environmental events all around Pittsburgh. You see, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, has been an epicenter of the regenerative revolution in greenness, giving back more to the environment than we take. Imagine that. Tiffany Tolton is an adjunct professor at the Bear School of Natural and Environmental Sciences Center for Environmental Research and Education. And if you thought that was a mouthful, get a load of this. She has a master's in public policy and management from the Heinz College of Carnegie Mellon University. And her BS undergrad degree is in international relations in the Latin American region from Georgetown University. This distinguished woman that we are honored to have here today is the director of community initiatives for the Hazelwood Initiative, a community development corporation located in Hazelwood one of Pittsburgh's most racially diverse neighborhoods. In her role, Tiffany oversees community engagement, communications, and grants with an eye towards strengthening equity and inclusivity in the development process. Prior to working at the Hazelwood Initiative, Tiffany evaluated national clean energy strategies for the Environmental Defense Fund in New York worked for the Pittsburgh Department of City Planning, where she authored the food chapter of the Pittsburgh Climate Action Plan 2.0. And I remember crossing paths with Tiffany when she was working on that. What a masterful piece that I'm ready to review at this point, because as you know, or maybe you don't know if you've never listened to this podcast, I am very, very interested in food and the relationship between what we eat and what the heck that has to do with climate change. Tiffany spent four years working for the Department of Public Information at the United Nations headquarters in New York City. She also has four years of healthcare experience working in hospitals as a Spanish interpreter, doula and medical biller. Ah, I'm losing my breath. I'm, I'm, this is so amazing. Her passion for environmental justice started during her time as an undergraduate student at Georgetown University when she learned about the droughts in Haiti caused by severe deforestation, resulting from a need for cooking fuel. Editorial comment time, imagine if the people in Haiti ate raw food all the time. (laughs) Okay, just, just planting seeds, people, I can't resist. Tiffany's interest was again stirred in the wake of the Hurricane Katrina disaster. When hundreds of thousands of Black people were displaced from their homes, some relocating to as far away as New York City, where she lived at the time. Finally, following the destruction of New York City by Superstorm Sandy, she took the Earth activist training in permaculture design by Starhawk and returned to her family home in Pittsburgh to dedicate her life to helping vulnerable communities prepare. For climate change. Over the last seven years, Tiffany has been an active member of the Black Permaculture Network, volunteered with the Black Urban Farmers and Gardeners, Co-op of Pittsburgh, the acronym for that is BUGS, trained in organic farming in Mississippi under Ben Burkett, 2014 James Beard awardee, and former president of the National Family Farm Coalition, led two trips of the CMU That's Carnegie Mellon University, for those of you who aren't locals here to Southwestern PA, in Puerto Rico's student group that she founded at Carnegie Mellon University to assist in community-led, climate-resistant recovery efforts in Puerto Rico following Hurricane Maria, and most recently, taken the training for creating eco-districts. And that eco-district training, we're going to talk about a little bit. Tiffany brings an eye to diversity and cross-cultural understanding in all that she does thanks to her unique upbringing. A childhood spent as a Navy brat in Puerto Rico combined with high school and college exchange programs in Costa Rica and an early professional career as an English teacher in Taiwan and France have led her to spend more than 10 years of her life living outside of the mainland US. She has visited over 20 countries and territories so far in the Americas, Europe, and Asia, and looks forward to traveling once the pandemic has ended. Tiffany, I feel like I am a hurricane reading your biography. Welcome,
0: welcome. Thank
1: you. (laughs) How are you doing on this bright sunny day in Southwestern Pennsylvania? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be on the show and talking with you today. Okay. So I know that you have been in this position that you're in for, I'm not sure how long. So could you tell us something about how long have you been serving in the position in Hazelwood that you have? And tell us something about it.
0: Yeah. So it's actually a a new position. Hazelwood Initiative is a community development organization that was started about 22 years ago. And it started as a community cleanup group doing blight remediation. But since the redevelopment plans have really moved forward with the former mill site, you know, Hazelwood was the site of the last steel mill in the city of Pittsburgh, the last brownfield where the old LTV, a steel plant was formerly the Jones and Laughlin steel plant that closed in 1998. When it became more apparent that this was really going to take off as something new, and become this new tech hub for the city of Pittsburgh with Uber and now Carnegie Mellon University in there with their advanced robotics manufacturing. When that became evident, Hazelwood Initiative switched over from its previous role as a cleanup organization and became more formalized, really focused as a nonprofit community development corporation. And so it went from having a group of volunteers to having an executive director, an executive director and assistant. And now we have six employees. And I was one of the most recent hires in October of 2019. Beautiful, beautiful. So this is new and fresh. Very fresh, very fresh. My role is a completely new role, brand new. So as director of community initiatives, I was envisioned to do outreach and make sure that renters know that we have services that can help them and really focus on our mission of preventing displacement. We really are committed to having development without displacement and keeping the community as diverse as it is currently. Currently it's about 58% white and 40% black, which is unusual in the city of Pittsburgh where most of your neighborhoods are either black or they're white. Um, And we wanna keep that diversity here that, that the community is very proud of.
1: That's wonderful. What sorts of jobs exist right
0: now in the community of Hazelwood? That's one of the challenges. There really aren't a lot of jobs. There's not a lot of things. Um, you know, as many former steel mills towns, we lost a lot of businesses. We lost a lot of jobs when the steel mill closed. We had a population of about 13,000 at the height of the steel mill, and it's about 5,000 today. So when you have that sort of drastic population drop, that's what, you know, that leads to you having all of your schools closed down like Hazelwood did having all of your movie theaters closed down losing your grocery store so a lot of things have left the community and there are very few jobs in the community we have you know a couple of fast food places we have a soul food restaurant the library just reopened not too long ago so it's really a neighborhood that's on the precipice of a comeback and we're here to support the community through that It sounds like a
1: golden opportunity to redevelop this community in a way that it is a model regenerative community where the residents, I'm just brainstorming now, imagine the residents being educated through your efforts your meaning your, yourself and the employees, the six employees, to reimagine so that, for example, in the springtime, which is coming upon us very soon, we're here today. Today, it's March 2nd, 2021. Imagine if somebody on your staff were to figure out how to, this spring, harvest the shoots of some of the exotic invasives, the kudzu or the, um, I don't know, all kinds of things and have a a massive socially distanced stir fry so that not only could some of the exotic invasives be dissuaded from being there, but that the community could be fed through a collaboration with 412 Food Rescue, with FIPS and others. So are there initiatives now going on being discussed and implemented where there's an interweaving between the community of Hazelwood and these sorts of ideas, something that's completely different than anybody has ever thought about. So that as Hazelwood is rising through your efforts, it really rises to be a demonstration project for the whole rest
0: of Southwestern Pennsylvania and for the world. That's a really interesting question. I don't know that we're doing anything necessarily new in community development, but we're definitely trying to bring the best ideas about sustainable community development to the forefront. And so we do have a community garden manager who works with our community gardens. We have one at the former Hazelwood YMCA that we purchased. And so I think it has 18 garden beds that's very much in demand. There's, there was actually a waiting list last year so that people can grow their own food. And we have another garden in the neighborhood called Everybody's Garden that some of you may know Jim McHugh that he's worked on for years. That was a formerly a vacant lot. And then there's we all know Jim
1: McHugh if we've been in this (laughs) arena, Jim McHugh is is the angel of Hazelwood,
0: right? (laughs) He is a very dear man. Yes. And he works hard. He works hard on, on, you know, making sure the biology is there for people. And then we also have a garden in Glen Hazel that we're trying to work in more concert with the residents on that side of the neighborhood. Our organization works with the residents of Greater Hazelwood, which comprises the communities of Hazelwood and Glen Hazel. And then beyond that, what I'm really looking for is to take advantage of the greenway that we have. It's something that's very unique to our geography. When you look at most communities like ours that have our demographics of being, you know, extremely low income, our average median income here is about twenty-four thousand dollars for a household. Uh, and the average in the city of Pittsburgh is eighty-three thousand for a family of four, or at least fifty-six thousand for a one-person, and we're at twenty-four thousand. With most of our renters, fifty-five percent of them earning less than fifteen thousand dollars a year. So when you look at a low-income community, a minority. You know, a racially, you know, diverse community like ours with a high African-American population, a former still area, you know, industrial, what you normally have is sidewalks and tall apartment buildings, and that's about it. Hazelwood is very unique in the sense that it still has a lot of townhomes, row houses in addition to the apartments. Actually, there aren't that many apartment buildings. And it has a greenway, it has the largest greenway in the city of Pittsburgh, 183 acres of woods. And this is something that was the result of, you know, basically the decline, a lot of areas of decline in the city of Pittsburgh in the eighties, the city really just uh, let them be taken back by nature and trees have grown up since and community groups known as greenway stewards took responsibility for those greenways. But without a clear legal structure of what they were permitted to do or the resources to do it, a lot of the greenways have essentially become dumping grounds. So they are the sites where former housing stock was located and you might find cement and stairs that go nowhere in them. And also trash that you know, contractors from other parts of the city that don't want to pay the fees will just dump them in these you know underinvested communities and in these greenways, they'll just dump their trash and dump their building materials, construction materials there. And so it can become a site that many community members, you know, it's overgrown with you know, so-called invasive weeds and, and vines that are tearing down the, the trees that do exist and then community members don't feel comfortable, they feel it's dangerous, they feel not welcome, especially here in Hazelwood where all of the entrances to the Greenway actually say don't enter (laughs) or keep out. And why is that, is that because because of the dumping that's been going on? The signs are there really for the cars. You don't want cars driving through the area, but a lot of people don't realize that they can walk through it. You just, you see a fence or, you know, a Jersey barrier and a sign that says, keep out. You just assume like, oh, that's not a place for me to go, but it's actually a place for you to go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to pause
1: here for a second because I want to brainstorm with you on that. Um, And the reason is I've been thinking about that sort of thing for a couple of years now, but especially it's come into my awareness during this past year. And the reason is I haven't been going anywhere. This is my home studio right my home zoom studio where i have the opportunity for zoom fatigue and i've been walking up and down our block and at the end of our block is an entrance to some woods we have about 25 houses on our block and i've i've become intimate with those woods and i have noticed that in about the first part of the trail there's a whole bunch of what i call detritus in air quotes if you're listening to this and not seeing it also known as yard, and listen to my vocabulary here, waste. What is that? It's leaves, it's grass, it's clippings from over-sculptured shrubs. So there are many people on my block out here in Monroeville that hire gardeners. And those gardeners are so unaware of the value of what's called yard waste, that they go to the end of our block and they dump there. And so when I've been taking my walks over this past year, those piles of disregard, and I'm not talking about tires. I'm not talking about junk. I'm talking about what turns into gold that is unknown. And so what we've been brainstorming, the collective we, myself and I, and and my husband and our daughters, if they'll listen to me, is the idea of what kind of signage can we put there that is not intimidating, that is not antagonizing, but that will welcome people to add to a creative compost pile. So what I've come to, and I need your input and your thinking on this, because it's not necessarily anything you or anybody anywhere has ever thought of. How do we go about turning this paradigm of keep out into welcome here? You are welcome here. And this is what I've come to. I don't know if you're familiar, Tiffany, with the Transition Town movement from peak oil to resilience, but I was one of four people who over a decade ago brought that movement to Pittsburgh with three other gentlemen. And that movement was all about creating community. And literally two days ago, I was thinking about that while I was in the shower, which is where a lot of my brainstorming comes in. And I've thought of this before, but I think now is the time for all of us to start to have transition town communities on the block, no matter where we live. It's time right now to start gathering our neighbors in community. And the first thing on our agenda, when I do that, and as I'm speaking it out loud, I'm being recorded now, I better act on it, right? We're going to address this particular issue because the first thing we need to do is educate the people, in my case, on our block about what the heck is going on with what they're paying people for. Number one, the value of the greens and the browns that can turn into compost. And the people in my block can afford a beautiful compost pile at the end of our block, that then the landscapers can turn around and use. So instead of having monoculture green grass lawns, they can create vibrant biodynamic ecosystems. So right here, right now, Tiffany, I would like you to plant some seeds with us and have some ideas thinking out loud about how you could engage your staff to be Come involved with this transition town initiative through the lens of reimagining watersheds and the marriage of the Turtle Creek watershed and airshed communities. Plus, and it's a trick. You're included, honey, because it's an airshed and we all share the airshed. And the plus that plus includes everybody. We've had our first live event over a year ago at the Braddock Public Library. The next one was at the Forest Hills Borough Building. Tiffany, I want you to talk about now how we can cross-pollinate our initiatives using this project of Keep Out to Welcome Here campaign.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, our conditions are a bit different in here. Hazelwood in the sense that it's not so much a, a grass clippings, composting situation. It really is a tires and concrete dumping in the forest situation. But in terms of making it more welcoming and really talking about our airshed, you know, Hazelwood, as I mentioned before, is a f- former steel community. And even though the steel mill is gone, we still have a lot of air quality issues. We have a highway essentially running down our business district, Second Avenue. A lot of cars, diesel trucks are coming through. Uh, We have a recycling plant, you know, that's going to cause, you know, trash from, you know, other places to come through and particularly in trucks that are also diesel powered. In many cases, we have train tracks going behind people's homes on the river edge, uh, also diesel powered. So there are still many air quality issues. Many of our residents suffer from you know, hypertension, diabetes and asthma. We have a special Duquesne study here to help our our children because the asthma rates are so significant here. And so one of the reasons that I'm very interested in the Greenway, again, is to take advantage of this resource that we have in our community that many communities that look like ours do not have. We have 183 acres of woods in what, you know, previously might've been housing and now our trees that are 40 or 50 years old And this is an opportunity for us to, you know, take advantage of this. If we can clean up those woods and really, you know, start doing some more planting projects to increase the tree diversity, that will help us with our air quality issues here in Hazelwood. And also throughout the city of Pittsburgh, just having a greener, you know, a bio corridor. This area of Hazelwood, if it's fully protected, could be a a full bio corridor connecting Shenley Park to Frick Park. And so the, the possibilities there are just amazing for what it could do for the city in terms of air quality, in terms of species, biodiversity for both animals and plants, in terms of community health. One of the things that we've learned during COVID is that it is really important for every community, regardless of its economic status, to have access to green space within 10 minute walking distance. And that's why the Trust for Public Lands recently granted us a $50,000 grant, working with the city's 1PH program for climate change, looking at the role of trees in climate mitigation and the importance of having a 10 minute walkable green space for every community um, so that we can improve our greenway, get some of this dumping action out of it, get the signs improved so that people know that they're welcome To explore the Greenway, hike the Greenway, getting more trees in there and better trails so that it is safe and people do feel welcome to get out of their houses, get some vitamin D, get some sunshine, do the forest bathing, clear their mental health, because a lot of people are stressed, whether it's from poverty, um, violence, or just the pandemic itself and the number of people who have lost lives. And we do know that in communities of color and low income communities, they are more affected by COVID. They are essential workers that are getting exposed. They are without the health care that protects them. And this is one way to protect the health of our community is to get them in the woods, get them walking, get them in the sun. And what we're doing at Hazelwood Initiative is we are actually having walks regularly. Uh, we started with having a walk just about every week in the month of February, and we're starting again in March. We'll have another walk this March 6th, and we'll have a kid's hike. We're partnering with Venture Outdoors on March, I think, 27th, whatever that last uh, Saturday is, and we'll be giving them little explorer kits to go outside. So we really want to get people out there and make them feel comfortable by showing them the greenway, which many of them may not have been into in the last 40 years. So just showing them you are welcome, you can come in, let's plant some trees together and create that community spirit. And let's, you know, make peace with the animals that live there as well, because having those trees there is going to help us with our stormwater runoff and also our asthma um, situation with our children. And I do hope that throughout this process, we will be able to develop a new economy based on this forest, you know, that it can be a green economy that we can train our youth to do natural sciences, to do water ecology, to do soil samples, to learn about the trees, that we can train our youth and our people to do natural photography, you know, bird watching, forestry, and even tourism in terms of outdoor recreation. And so we are working with the Pittsburgh Parks Conservancy and Venture Outdoors and the Pittsburgh Marathon, you know, so we, we really are trying to provide an opportunity for health and economic development in improving this unique resource that our community has looking for jobs and wellness within our community rather than outside of it.
1: Wow, that is so fantastic. I just took copious notes on all of the glorious things that you are up to,
0: Tiffany, Talton, So Hazelwood is really, I think on the forefront of what the new Pittsburgh could be. You know, Pittsburgh was a place of industry for so long from coal mining to the steel mills to now natural gas. And really what we're doing in Hazelwood is showing what community could be. That we can create our own jobs right here in our community that we can have our food through our community gardens, that we can have our mental health, our physical health, and our economy in our forest as we protect ourselves and we protect the biodiversity around us that keeps our planet really moving forward. That we can use this, you know, as I said, this is a local amenity. We're not bringing anything in. This forest is here for us. It has been neglected for decades. And now we have an opportunity to go in And care for it and in doing so better protect ourselves against the the future impacts of climate change, particularly urban heat island effect. Which of course will elevate any of the pre existing conditions of our community, including the hypertension, the diabetes, the heart attacks, the asthma. So having that tree cover helps with the air quality helps with cooling, especially in a community, as I said, we are a low income community our average income is $24,000 a year so we are severely energy burdened being home during the pandemic has made it almost impossible for many of our residents to pay their heating bills in the summer it was hard having the kids there all day and then you have to pay for your electricity so you can cool the house and many people do not have air conditioning so it's important to have a well developed and protected forest here to keep the community cool in the summer to make sure that it's not too hot to keep the temperature you know stable in the winter to make sure that we don't have runoff in this very hilly area that is hazelwood that completely destroys our streets makes it impossible to walk having those trees there protects our health and protects our community literally and then it gives us an opportunity to have employment and encourage further revitalization through tourism and the outdoor recreation economy by getting people to come and perhaps make a complete trail from Shenley Park through Hazelwood Greenway all the way into Frick Park that people can hike, people can walk, people can come in from the Gap Trail over the Hot Metal Bridge and through our Hazelwood Green bike trail and come here and enjoy all that there is in Hazelwood. We had a wonderful snowshoeing experience here just a few weeks ago. And I think a lot of people would be surprised that you could do snowshoeing or even cross-country skiing in Pittsburgh. And we have that here in Hazelwood in our greenway. And we just want to bring that to more people's attention and make sure that our community that already lives here knows that they are welcome to use that greenway and that perhaps they can even be employed in that greenway and its maintenance as foresters or as outdoor recreation specialists and scientists.
1: Tiffany, thank you so much. It has been an honor and a blessing to have you I can't wait for part two. You, you know you're going to be back here within the year uh, to give us an update. So thank you so very much, and um, I look forward happy. to the updates and the cross-pollination between the Reimagined Tickwack community and the Hazelwood community. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and we'll see you the next time.